Hi, and welcome to the Zero to Four podcast, where I talk about topics to help you to prepare for, thrive in, as well as recover from pregnancy by sharing with you evidence-based information about pregnancy, as well as answers to your everyday questions. I'm your host, Dr. Christina Pinnock. Hi, and welcome back to the Zero to Four podcast. This is Dr. Christina Pinnock. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode. And today we have a really fun episode in store. I am going to be talking with you about five tips to get ready for pregnancy. And this is going to be an exciting episode where I share a lot of information to those who are really interested in thinking about pursuing pregnancy at some point in the future and are perhaps curious about what are the things that you should keep in mind to pursue pregnancy. Now, interestingly, in the U.S., around 45% of pregnancies, believe it or not, are unintended. Um, And when I say unintended, I mean, you know, you weren't necessarily trying to conceive, but you perhaps got pregnant. And this could be a welcomed pregnancy, but it wasn't one that you were necessarily planning or trying for in the immediate present. Now, if you're in that 45% of women who had an unintended pregnancy and perhaps in the future you want to think about a few steps to plan out your next pregnancy, then this would be a great episode for you. In addition to that, if you're in the 55% of women who are interested in planning your pregnancy, this podcast episode is also for you. Now, deciding to start or even expand your family is a really, really exciting moment. But I also know from experience with my patients that that moment can also be filled with a lot of questions about the unknown and how to sort of go about the process in the best way possible for you and your family. And as I mentioned before, if you're someone who's thinking, what are some things that I need to think about before trying for a baby? Or what are some things that I should be doing to prepare my body to try for a baby? then this podcast episode is made specially for you. So the first thing I'd recommend is for you to get a baseline understanding of your health. And what I mean by this is schedule a visit with your doctor, either your primary care doctor, your OBGYN, nurse practitioner, anyone who you see for your care, and just get a checkup. As I mentioned in previous episodes, we know that the average age where women start trying for pregnancy has been increasing. And so it's really not uncommon or impossible for many women to have some underlying medical conditions that they're not aware of, or even some that they are aware of. Things like chronic hypertension or high blood pressure, prediabetes or even diabetes, autoimmune conditions, and other conditions that could going undiagnosed and it would be extremely important to get evaluated for these things before trying to get pregnant. And the reason for this is if you are diagnosed with any chronic condition, there are many things that you can do prior to pregnancy to ensure that your health is optimized. So in the best condition possible. So whether that would be making some adjustments around anything you're diagnosed with, taking medication, changing up some other things in your life to ensure that your disease is under control. All of those things are best done before getting pregnant. And so it's really important to just go go get checked up. In addition to this, your doctor can also check you for some common deficiencies in some key vitamins and minerals. So for instance, your doctor can double check to ensure that you don't have any iron deficiency or any anemia from iron deficiency, 
which is not uncommon in many women, especially women who have very heavy menstrual cycles who may not be supplementing with iron adequately. That can be very um, common. Other things like a vitamin D deficiency can also be very common. And vitamin D is really, really important for your body in terms of aiding with calcium absorption, bone health, immune function, and reducing the risk of autoimmune disease. And when we think about pregnancy in particular, a low vitamin D level can also increase your risk of having some conditions like high blood pressure in pregnancy or preeclampsia or gestational diabetes, which is in pregnancy. And so your doctor can also evaluate you for these things as well as many other vitamins and uh, nutrients to ensure that you, you are in a good position before pregnancy. Other things that your doctor could do include reviewing any medications that you're taking to ensure that they're safe to continue in pregnancy and also reviewing any previous pregnancy outcomes that you may have had that could potentially impact a future pregnancy that you are planning. And so I start with this step as my first recommendation or first tip for when you're thinking about trying to conceive, because I think that just having just a good understanding of your health and a good foundation is the best first step before trying to conceive. So now I'll move on to the second tip. So the second tip I'd say I'd recommend is ensuring that you're eating a balanced and healthy diet in addition to supplementing with a prenatal vitamin with a folic acid. And the reason why this is tip number two is, as I mentioned earlier, your underlying health is really, really, really important and it can impact a lot of things during your pregnancy. And what you eat, i.e. your diet, plays a big role in your underlying health. And we've done many studies in medicine looking at what the best diet would be. Is it low carb, high carb, keto, low fat, high fat? And I'd say the one thing that we have found over and over again is that a diet really, really high in fruits, vegetables, low in processed foods and low in sugar is really, really the best diet overall, not necessarily a specific type of diet. And so one diet that kind of encompasses all of these things really well is called the Mediterranean diet. And we've done a number of studies in medicine looking at how the Mediterranean diet can impact either pregnancy or pregnancy outcomes. And we found reassuring findings. So there is one randomized control trial that I can think of off the top of my head that looked at women who tried to stick to a Mediterranean diet for at least three months before pregnancy. And then during and after pregnancy, they looked at whether or not these women experienced any pregnancy complications. And they found that women who tried to stick to that Mediterranean diet as closely as possible before getting pregnant actually had a lower risk of a number of complications during pregnancy, including things like preeclampsia, which is high blood pressure pressures of pregnancy, as I mentioned, as well as gestational diabetes. And, you know, depending on your cultural background, a Mediterranean diet may not necessarily be appealing or as intuitive as perhaps your everyday diet. But I just encourage you that whatever diet that you do kind of follow, whatever cultural foods that you do eat on a daily basis, to just try to incorporate a lot more vegetables, fruits, 
whole grains and reduce the amount of processed foods that are consumed. And generally that approach can take you as close to as healthy as possible as you can. Um, so I'd, I'd recommend that. In addition to that, I also recommend taking a prenatal vitamin with at least 400 micrograms of folic acid. And I'd recommend that everyone interested in pregnancy to start taking this at least one month before you even try conceiving. And the reason for this is you really want to have a good stored up amount of folic acid in your body before you even conceive. Because once that fertilization happens and that egg combines with that sperm, the pregnancy develops rapidly over the first four to eight weeks when some women don't even know that they're pregnant. And it's during that time that the pregnancy really relies on things like folic acid the most in order to help baby's organs develop as healthy as possible, as well as the neural tube, which is that tube covering the spinal column, close in an appropriate way. Women who don't necessarily have the appropriate amount of intake of folic acid before or during pregnancy can be at a higher risk of pregnancies that are complicated by something called neural tube defects or when there's an opening in that spinal column. And so we really try to reduce or prevent that as much as possible by recommending that everyone interested in pregnancy just really start taking a prenatal vitamin with at least 400 micrograms of folic acid before pregnancy. And so that was my second tip for thinking about getting pregnant. So adjusting your diet to ensure that you incorporate as many whole foods as possible and supplementing that diet with a prenatal vitamin that has folic acid. Definitely very, very important. Now, the third thing I'd recommend that you think about when trying to conceive is really, really starting or continuing an exercise routine if you already have an exercise routine. Now, we all know these things and they sound very simple, but they're really, really important. And regular exercise, so both aerobic exercise as well as resistance training, is really, really important to improving your baseline health before pregnancy. So it helps improve your cardiovascular performance. It helps to manage your weight. And it also helps to improve mobility and flexibility. And so it's something that I really would encourage everyone to start doing or continue to do before pregnancy. Ideally, if you can, get in at least 30 to 60 minutes per day, uh, five or six days a week would be ideal. And starting an exercise routine is something that you can build up gradually. So if you're not someone who exercises regularly, you can start by walking for 15 minutes a day, increasing that every day and every week to get into a place that you're exercising at least 30 to 60 minutes per day, whether that's walking, running, cycling, um, yoga, um, Pilates, any sort of physical activity that aligns with what you enjoy, I'd recommend doing that with the goal of really to continue doing many of your exercises during pregnancy. Now, exercise during pregnancy is very safe. 
There are certain conditions that if you do have, your doctor may recommend that you not exercise, but by and large, exercise during pregnancy is very safe, with the exception of contact sports, which we don't recommend during pregnancy. And exercising during pregnancy can actually help you to prevent excessive weight gain, reduce the risk of having some common aches and pains during pregnancy, so like lower back pain, pelvic pain, and other aches and pains. Also, women who exercise in pregnancy, we found, are more likely to have a vaginal birth, more likely to have a baby that's not too big, and it also can lower your risk of developing, again, the high blood pressure of pregnancy as well as gestational diabetes. So really, really starting off on a good foot before pregnancy by having a regular exercise routine is really, really important. And then continuing that exercise routine during pregnancy can really make the world of a difference in how your pregnancy unfolds and the risk of you developing complications in pregnancy. And so that's something I think you don't want to miss out on in trying to start before getting pregnant. Now, the fourth tip I'll talk about is tracking your periods. Now, as you think about trying to get pregnant, I think it's really good to understand when during your menstrual cycle would be the best time to try for a pregnancy, just to make sure that you're giving yourself the best opportunity to successfully conceive when you desire to. And so I always like to just give a really quick summary or overview of the menstrual cycle, just to ensure that you understand when during that menstrual cycle would be the best time to go ahead and try for a baby to ensure that you're trying to conceive the best way possible. And so generally, we think of day one of your period as the first day of your menstrual cycle. So from day one to around day five or six, for most women, they may have some bleeding. And during that first half of the menstrual cycle, so say from day one to around day 14, we call that the follicular phase. And so during that phase, your brain is releasing a lot of hormones that travels down towards your ovaries and stimulates your ovaries to start producing follicles or these small eggs. And over the course of the first 14 days or so, lots of eggs develop in the ovary until one really mature one that is just the largest and healthiest egg gets released. And we call that ovulation. So from day one to around day 14 of your menstrual cycle, we call that the follicular phase. During that time, the lining of the uterus is also building up and thinking up a little bit to prepare your body just in case a pregnancy occurs. Now, once that mature egg reached its largest size, then the body releases this hormone at a much higher level than it was previously releasing called LH or luteinizing hormone. And this really triggers that one mature egg to get released or ovulate. And so once ovulation occurs, you really want to time your intercourse around that time. So either a day or two before ovulation or a day or two after ovulation is really considered to be the ideal time to try to conceive. And so understanding roughly when during your menstrual cycle that happens is really, really helpful and can be really important. Now, once that egg gets released, there is a structure in the ovary called the corpus luteum that produces a hormone called progesterone that helps to thicken the lining of the uterus just in case the egg and sperm does meet and a pregnancy occurs. 
If that happens, then yay, you're pregnant. If that doesn't happen, then the body will shed that lining that was built up in preparation for the pregnancy. And that's what you experience as your period. And so over the course of your entire cycle that generally lasts for about 28 days for most women, it's during that ovulation phase or that day 14 phase that would be the best time to try to conceive. Now, there are many different ways to track when that ovulation occurs. Everyone's different. Some women prefer to track exactly when that ovulation would occur. And you can do this by buying over-the-counter LH kits, which would detect that luteinizing hormone or that LH surge to tell you when that ovulation is occurring. Alternatively, some women prefer not to kind of track their ovulation that closely and try to conceive by non-timed intercourse, which is also an option. Either way, it's really a personal choice. Those who opt for non-timed intercourse, generally those who opt for non-timed intercourse when they're trying to conceive, around 50% of women will be pregnant at the three-month mark. 75% of women are pregnant at the six-month mark, and over 90% of women are pregnant at the 12-month mark. So that's one option. When we look at women who actually time their intercourse around their ovulation, around 76% are usually pregnant after one month and about 100% are usually pregnant after seven months, assuming there are no underlying issues with fertility present. And so I think that a good first step would be to start by tracking your period so you understand the length of your menstrual cycle and to give you a good idea of potentially when you would ovulate. And if you did want to go ahead and time your intercourse, understanding your menstrual cycle in addition to timing your intercourse with the use of urinary LH kit would be a good option as well. And the last tip I wanted to leave you with today is about knowing when to get help for fertility. So as I mentioned earlier, many women are starting to conceive later and later in life. It's important to understand when that time would be to really think about getting help after trying to get pregnant for X amount of time versus when it'd be reasonable to continue trying at home before seeing a doctor. Now, the general school of thought is women who are trying to get pregnant and they're under the age of 35, you can go ahead and use either time or non-timed intercourse. I'd say if you are thinking about trying for pregnancy, timed intercourse, using a calendar to understand your menstrual cycle, in addition to, say, a urinary LH kit to track when you ovulate would be a very reasonable thing. And trying that for 12 months with no success would be a moment to say, maybe I should pause think about sort of what's going on and see a doctor to ensure that I don't have any issues with fertility. For women who are over the age of 35 and trying to conceive, trying to conceive for six months without any success would be a good time to say, let me talk with my doctor and see if there are any issues occurring with fertility, just given my age. And so I'd recommend that anyone who's trying to conceive over 35, see their doctor after six months if they're trying to conceive without success. And women under 35 who are trying to conceive for over 12 months 
patients see their doctor with no success. Now, these time frames are not hard and fast rules. It's very reasonable to see your doctor even sooner than those time frames if you have any concerns or if you want to just get an, a baseline fertility evaluation to ensure that everything with your fertility is normal and your underlying health is normal. And so those are the five tips I wanted to talk with you about today. And just to recap, the first one is to get a good baseline understanding of your health to ensure that you're entering pregnancy in the best possible health. A second tip is to ensure that you're eating a diet that is balanced and rich in organically grown vegetables, fruits, lean meats and fish, and low in processed foods and sugar to ensure that you're entering with the best health possible, in addition to supplementing with a prenatal vitamin with at least 400 micrograms of folic acid. My third tip is to ensure that you have an exercise routine that includes both aerobic and resistance training to ensure that your body is in the best possible shape for pregnancy. My fourth tip is to start tracking your periods so that you understand when during the menstrual cycle would be the best time to conceive. And lastly, my fifth tip would be know when to get help. Women under the age of 35, if you're trying to get pregnant for 12 months with no luck, that would be a good time to see your doctor. Whereas women over the age of 35, if you've been trying to get pregnant for six months with no success, then that would definitely be a good time to see your doctor. So I hope this information today was very helpful for you on your journey as you seek to start your family or expand your family and that this was helpful and informative. So I'll see you on the next episode of the Zero to Four podcast. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed today's episode of the Zero to Four podcast, please share it with a friend as well as leave us a five-star review on Apple podcast so we can reach more women just like yourself. You can also find me on Instagram at Dr. Christina Pinnock, where you can share any thoughts about the show or any topics that you'd like to see me cover in the future. So I'll see you next week on the Zero to Four podcast.